welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I am your host. On today's episode, we're talking about mistakes. What do you do when you make a mistake? What is your thinking pattern? Okay, I'm going to share with you a little passage from uh, the Psycho-Cybernetics book uh, that really caught my attention this morning. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happens when you see yourself as a mistake? Uh, what happens when you argue with reality? Uh, and how can you change your thinking, not just to change your life, but to change the lives of those around you? Okay, you're going to want to take notes because I can guarantee you I'm going to have some uh, things that I say that, that you're going to want to write down and, and have as quotes. Okay, I guarantee you that. Um And then we're going to talk a little bit about how you can up-level your service to others by using your mistakes as an advantage, okay? Of course, I'm going to share with you some examples of how I do that, uh, and I'll give you a challenge at the end, okay? So get your pen and paper, paper ready. This one is for you. Enjoy. All right, so you are not your mistakes. Okay, well, before I jump into that, though, let me tell you about this uh, live call that we have coming up in July. Uh, So I am getting together the script for it right now, kind of getting together my initial thoughts and outline and uh, ideas. I am getting so excited about this, you guys. It's going to be really, really good. So as as we get a little bit closer, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. We've still got several weeks, so don't worry about, uh, I'll tell you when to save the date and all that. But I just want to kind of put that in your head that it's coming up. And we're going to talk about all about um, self-image and how does self-image uh, keep you from the things that you say you want in life and how can you use it to your advantage? Okay. So I'm going to give you some very practical tips on how you can change your self-image and also how you can help people that are, uh, maybe that you're working with change their self-image too. Okay. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, I'll announce that when we get a little bit closer. Okay. All right. So, Oh, let's see. I just had my book here that was giving me really great stuff. Oh, yep. Okay. I I have a passage here I want to read to you because uh, I think this is so important and I don't want to miss it. Okay. So this is out of uh, Maxwell Maltz Psycho-Cybernetics. I know I'm talking a lot about that lately, but uh, it's just in my mind. So I'm just going to read this paragraph to you. It says, self-acceptance means accepting and coming to terms with ourselves now, just as we are, with all our faults, weaknesses, shortcomings, errors, as well as our assets and strengths. Self-acceptance is easier, however, if we realize that these negatives belong to us, they are not us. Many people shy away from healthy self-acceptance because they insist upon identifying themselves with their mistakes. You have made a mistake, but this does not mean you are a mistake. You may not be expressing yourself properly and fully, but this does not mean you yourself are no good. I love that. So I want to kind of pinpoint a few things for you here. Um, So really keeping in mind that, um, you know, we as people, we want to have honesty, 
through self-reflection. Okay. Um, understanding that our strength, our self-image strength really comes from understanding our whole person, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and, and having power, right? Even when you mess up, that just because you make a mistake does not mean that, you know, you lose all the good parts about you, right? And when we delay or ignore or fall into a, a pit, right? So we're having, having a moment and maybe your moment lasts a while, right? That we're really not recognizing what's happening in order to move forward. Okay. We're getting stuck. You know, if, if you keep telling yourself, you know, whatever's happening in your life, this isn't right. This isn't normal. This shouldn't be happening. Right. What is the result of that? The result of that thinking is feelings of shame, sadness, and despair. Now, I've seen this for myself. I've seen this for people I'm close to. I've seen this for my coaching clients. Okay. What is the real problem here? Okay. So let's say you, you're at work and uh, maybe <laughs> I did this a long time ago. Uh, maybe you send an email and you meant to send it to one person, but you're, you're kind of talking about another person or you word it in such a way that's maybe not so nice and you hit send and you're like, oh, no, right? You made a mistake. Well, if you keep telling yourself how bad of a person you are because you made that mistake, what's the real problem? Is it your mistake, the sending that email? Or is it your thinking about your mistake? Now, listen, I'm not saying ignore your mistakes or, you know, shove them under the rug or anything. But if we focus on, you know, the, the mistake and saying, okay, how can I move forward, right? So immediately sending another email saying, I apologize for what I just said. I could have said this, right? If we don't focus on, you know, okay, all right, how can I move this forward? How can I make this better? I might need to seek forgiveness, right? then we get stuck in our thinking about our mistake. Okay. Change your thinking, change your life. But here's the thing. If you change your thinking, you can also change the life of other people around you. Okay. So what I really want you to understand is if you argue with the current reality that's happening, you're going to suffer every time. So for example, um, just this week, I've had some people, you know, reaching out saying, okay, Michelle, I'm, I'm having an issue. Okay. If you have a, you know, a, let's say a fight with your spouse or your, your significant other, your loved one, right? And you keep telling yourself, oh, this shouldn't be happening, right? Well, you're arguing with reality because it is happening. If you find out that you have a health diagnosis that, that you're not too thrilled about, Right. If you deny or you argue or you blame yourself because of that diagnosis or what's happening, is that helpful? Well, no, because you're, you're in essence arguing with reality of what's happening instead of facing it squarely and saying, what can I do moving on? Okay. Maybe, you know, you're like me and, and, uh, <laughs> you overate a little bit last night. Uh, I had a, a very large bowl of ice cream right before bed. I knew it was not the best decision, but in the moment I really wanted it. Uh, and so I could choose to, you know, this morning when my blood sugar was a little bit higher, I could choose to argue with myself or I could just choose to say, ah, okay, 
How can I move forward? Okay. And another piece of this is not just about you, but about other people. Um, Do you, uh, like many people that I know, uh, I work with a lot of people in, in caring professions, right? So do you, like many people, forgive other people for their flaws and their mistakes? Now, I don't know what your relationship is to forgiving other people when they make a mistake. Mine, I tend to give most people the benefit of the doubt, right? I figure most people are doing the very best that they can. They don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, you know, how can I be a jerk to Michelle today, right? They're, they're having, having their issues. They're doing the best that they can. In general, we tend to let people, you know, especially maybe children, because we know that they're of lesser awareness level, right? We tend to let them have their mistakes and flaws, don't we? Like, oh, we get it. You know, you're having a temper tantrum because you're hungry. Does that make sense? Okay, so do we give others permission to show their flaws by our example Or do we model hiding them? Now, that's so important. I'm going to repeat that again, okay? Do we give others permission to show their flaws by our example? Or do we model hiding them? People are looking for one person in their life, just one person who's going to give them permission to be who they truly are. Are you that person? Okay, so so let me tease that out a little bit. Uh, way back when, when I first started my speaking career, I realized the power of telling uh, a win, right? So um, sharing some information with people, um, understanding that people are coming to you because they have a problem and you can help them solve it. So let me give you some knowledge, some information, Right. That's okay. It, you know, it might sell tickets, right? But there's really no change. So for example, I was doing a lot of teaching, um, teaching and curriculum type things. uh, And I was sharing with teachers, this is how you, you know, set up your classroom, run your curriculum, take care of child behaviors. There wasn't anything bad in it. It's just, it, it only went so far, right? It's information. It's like just having a book right? Now, if somebody chose to take that information and run with it, they could. But for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of change. And I knew that because I could do the class again, you know, six months later, and I'd have the same people in the class. And you're like, why are you here again? You heard this before. Oh, I'm not doing it. I still need help. Okay. However, I had a a transformation. Uh, Once I joined the John Maxwell team about five years ago, John taught us as speakers, not just to share really good information, but to share when you have struggled so that people see, you know, I, I had a struggle and, you know, this is how I overcame it. And so I began to do that. I began to share some of my stories as a teacher, some of my stories as a, uh, an administrator, And I noticed that people were not only, of course, coming to the events, but they enjoyed a story, right? And and there was a little bit more change. More people were coming to ask questions about uh, how they could implement what I was talking about, okay? But there still wasn't a ton of movement until 
I would say probably two and a half years ago, I recognized this principle and it was almost by accident. Honestly, uh, I had been reading some of Brene Brown's work on, uh, vulnerability and shame and things like that. And, um, I came upon this example that I wanted to share and I did from a, um, a very large stage, probably about 800 people. I shared an example of not just a struggle, but a current struggle. So something that I was currently going through, right? So it wasn't something that I had, you know, faced in the past and this is how I overcame it. And wow, aren't I cool? It was, all right, here, here's, here's the principle I want to talk to you about. Here's where I've had success in the past. Hey, by the way, here's where I'm currently failing. Okay. And I noticed something that changed. Over time, the more that I have had that philosophy, and typically, you know, if, I, if you hear me talk, you'll, you'll notice I use an example of all three of these, but I have noticed when I share my current struggles, people not only, they want to come alongside me, they want to walk beside me and say, come on, let's learn this together, right? There's so much more change. So if you want to you know, change not just your thinking, but change the thinking of people that you're with. Start sharing your struggles a little bit. Start trying to be real. Okay. So in the spirit of that, let me be real with you. Okay. So in, in the past two or three weeks, we've had some, some major launches kind of happening in the grow by one world. Uh, we're in the middle of a, a think and grow rich course. So many of you listening are in that course. I, I, I hear you. I feel your energy. Um, we, we also just recently launched the empowered leaders membership group. So we've got almost 70 members in our group. Now, uh, we're learning from each other. It's really valuable. Uh, last week I worked with a partner. I hosted a week long virtual summit for about 150, um, early childhood providers. We had 25 videos. It was a seven day event. It went smashingly well. Uh, I'm, I'm in talks with two or three other organizations right now to do something similar. I'm really excited about all of that. Um, plus, you know, we just have our normal kind of work, right? And because it's the end of June, there's a lot of wrapping up of stuff that I'm working with educators on. So all that to say that the last three weeks have been crazy as in, you know, start the day at 5 a.m. and don't end the day till 11 o'clock and hope that you get to eat and use the restroom in there. Okay. There's just a lot to be done. And I can tell you that during this doing mode, um, it, it was all great, right? But I wasn't really attending to me. I wasn't attending to taking care of, uh, what I call my mind work. So, Yes, of course, every morning I still have my study time because that's really important, but I wasn't taking, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes throughout the day to do some breathing exercises or, um, to meditate or to even go for a walk, quite frankly. And guess what? I got tired and I don't mean like go take a nap tired. I mean like my whole body, mind and soul was tired. This weekend, things just kind of broke for me. Uh, I, I, I ended up my um, Saturday afternoon. I had some things to do. And then by two o'clock, I had no more appointments. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. 
totally checked out. Uh, same thing happened on Sunday. I got some stuff done, but then, you know, I checked out Monday, same thing. Okay. So when you get to that level of tired, you can't just go to bed and have it be okay. Now we have to attend to ourselves, right? And so that's kind of, I'm still a little bit in that mode. I'm being very careful with not making decisions because I know my head isn't in the game, right? I'm showing up and trying to serve as much as possible, but I'm also trying to conserve energy. Okay. But I also started saying things like, oh man, uh, I I shouldn't, you know, do this or I I shouldn't say this. Right. So kind of entering that blame and shame space. Um, I started, honestly, I started replying to people's stuff on social media, which I find for me is never a good thing. Uh, and, And I don't mean, you know, I do that sometimes in a good way, but there were posts that were bothering me and most of the time stuff doesn't bother me. I'm just like, Oh, okay. That, that you do your, your thing, you know? Um, but for me, I started noticing that I was getting offended and that's a huge trigger for me of like, your brain isn't in it, Michelle, you got to back off. Right. Um, I started getting a little more upset at my kids and my husband. Okay. And realizing I'm just raw and tired. Okay. So what was the real thinking? Was it that I I put in all those hours? Was it my husband? Was it my kids? Was it people on social media? No, it was me. It was my thinking about all of that, wasn't it? Okay. So, so I had to stop and I had to do an honest assessment and say, whoa, what's the real problem here? The real problem is that I have not, uh, you know, taking care of myself. I have not planned things and scheduled things out so that I could take that time for me. Perfect. Now that I know what the real problem is, now I can do something about it. So I immediately went in and I checked my schedule and said, okay, what can I get rid of? What can I shuffle off to next week? You know, I, I started looking at that, right? And listen, I'm still working on this. This isn't something that I, I all of a sudden, okay, I'm aware now and I, it's fixed. No, no, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I know that. Um, but I also had to backtrack a little bit and, and apologize to my husband, apologize to my kids. Um, I, I reached out to a couple people on social media and, and just asked for forgiveness for some of the comments that I made. Now, it wasn't horrible. And, you know, each one of them was like, yeah, no, that's not a big deal. But I knew for me that wasn't the level that I wanted to be on. Okay. So, so letting people see my flaws and even kind of opening up and helping them see this is what led to that right? So that's not me. That's not who I want to be. I got myself in a tough situation. I was having a moment. I apologize. Okay. So, so I am not my mistakes. Now my mistakes give me an opportunity to be even better, right? So now once I truly know the problem, I can make a a solution and I can move forward and I can use it to be an example to other people. Okay. So what about you? What about you? Um, How are you taking care of your mistakes? Are you acknowledging them? Are you arguing against them? Are you ignoring them? Uh, And are you using them for good? Okay. That is your challenge is just to really think about, okay, when I make a mistake, what's my pattern? Okay. You want to get to know your pattern of thinking when you make a mistake. 
Do I start to judge myself? Because if you do, you know, you're, you're talking about your self-image here, right? Get to know yourself and your pattern for mistakes. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for being here, you guys. I really appreciate it. I hope this added value to you today. Um, just, just in the preparation, it really helped me think through a couple things. So thank you so much. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at any time. Let me know if you need anything. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.